You know, I, I just want to say to all the listeners, I have to say thank you. This has been, okay, so it's our 100th show. Um, and I remember when I started, my mom was alive and mm. we used to have her on the show. Uh, she gave Hamda advice. Yeah, she and Mara on, Wilson. And on the show, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just been a journey of, uh, it's a hundred, I mean, it's a, it's a great accomplishment. And I, I love doing this podcast. Uh, I, you know, I thank C- CBS Play Dot Shit for asking me to do it um, because I had always wanted to, you know, and then I just needed the, the push. So, uh, but I, I got to thank all the guests who've been on. I, I, I don't think we had one dud guest. No, not at all. I mean, I mean, we've had dud a dud co-host for the entire course. time. Certainly. Um, but it's been, I mean, God, it was, it's like. It's amazing. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people would agree with you on that dead co-host thing. Um, I definitely is been. Oh, it has been an honor to be a part oh, of this. Oh, stop! Should we read the last? Um, the, the, uh, did you see the last one we got? Um, no. You know, that? we get some mail, and I just want to say um, uh, at judygold.com, we do get some mail. Where the fuck is it? But did you see the last one? Uh, let me see. I'm checking. Uh, they hated you. Um, oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. Well, I get a lot of those. I get a lot of really nice ones, too, so I appreciate it. Right. That, so. I think people think you really hate me. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They That's do why they not. Hop you just, you know you're annoying. Judy Gold. You know you're annoying, and that's why, all right, let's see. Well, you help that a little bit. Hennessy, you're annoying. <laughs> okay? You are annoying. I'm just pointing it out. Okay, Thank let's you. see. Uh, Judy Frankel, she loves us. Uh, I can't stop laughing when I hear the bell, so I bought a bell, and I thought, I'll ring it to give my special needs daughter positive affirmations when she does something great. But she didn't want me to ring it. She wanted to ring it herself. So now whenever she hits the bell, I laugh because it makes me think of your podcast. Come on, that's fucking awesome. We love you, Judy Frankel. Um, I've got a couple here. I love Judy. All right, go ahead. Okay, I have uh, Amy here. It says, hi, Judy. I heard about you recently because I saw you as a guest on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. I then decided to check out your podcast, and I have to say, I'm disappointed I'm only now hearing about you. You're so awesome. I'm trying to get through all of your podcast episodes and loving it. P.S. I Googled Ruth Hyman, and I'm pretty sure I found her pick. You should check it out if you haven't already. Oh, I, LOL. I met Ruth Hyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you ever come to Canada? All the best, Amy. I like that one. Thanks, Amy. That's good. I like that one. Wait, I have more. Um, um, I have one too when you're ready. All right, you go. <clears throat> Here's another love one. From Betsy. I've been listening since podcast number one. You keep getting better and better, oh. and so does Hennessy. We have very little in common, but I don't care. I know you don't give a shit, because you are beautiful and smart. You put me in a good mood. I loved your yoga pants voice on Dr. Oz. I knew immediately it was you, and they should have given you more credit and applause and talked about you. <laughs> Cute. I will stop kissing your ass now. Happy Thanksgiving. Looking forward to more Judy and more oh, that's Hennessy. that's an old one. That's an old. Doesn't matter. Um, we haven't read it yet. Whatever. Wait, there's. I got to read the one that was so mean, and I was like, oh, I, I'm. So, and I actually felt bad that you that you saw it. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, I don't know. There's a few of them. It was one. <laughs> um, wait, is it this one? 
Oh, look at this one. I uh, I am new listener to your podcast and started listening after I heard you on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I was on Ask Me Another. But I'm dying to do Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Don't you think I'd be so good on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me? That would be great. And I just work with the guy. Whatever. Yeah, you should email him. I Whatever. I would. That's like when people say... Oh, you should you should get a job. But if at you Saturday. just worked with him, you could email him and say, I "Hey, did, I told my, I told my, it, uh, it was uh, great working with you, Adine. You motherfucker. All right, motherfucker. I would have Shit. recognized you, but not your name. Anyway, Kill Me Now has been a huge help to me in the past few months. I'm not a lesbian or a Jew, but I'm a woman. With severe anxiety and Kill Me Now has made me feel less crazy and has been very therapeutic. I just listened to your episode with Rosie and it was so reassuring. Just want to say thank you. I'm on meds. And the thing I hate most is when people ask me why I'm not married and I don't have children. Also when people say I didn't know to get out of stupid mistakes. Who the fuck asked people that? That is so fucking ridiculous. Luck, Delora, pirates. Uh... Fuck them. That's their shit. Because they're jealous. Because they're <laughs> yeah. fucking married and have children and they're fucking miserable. I had, I had a... You know, I, I... You know, my anxiety is... It's, it's weird because some days I wake up and I'm like, uh-oh. You know, I'm... It's bad. Yeah, you know that the yeah. day is gonna Yeah, and I'm hard. on edge. So, uh... And then I have to do my, like, things that I learned you know Mm. like I lay there and I'm like okay you're gonna get up you're gonna go in the bathroom you're gonna pee you're gonna brush your teeth you're gonna go make coffee but you know that's what I have to do that's how that's how I live you Uh, know we thank you for it uh and this morning I woke up I don't know what the fuck dream I was having and I was like anxious but I was like you know what you're gonna be fine you're gonna go make coffee and I realized I had already made the coffee I had a program for Ben so isn't that know, like a little present though? Yeah, I love that. Okay, I love so it. I like when you the... when you when you also like find a dollar in your fu- like I'm telling you, I could find any fucking a dollar bill would make me so happy if I found anything I that I'm that not too. expecting. Go when you when you need to start wearing your okay. jacket again at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here from uh, Thomas, Judy, please, Hennessy has to go. She is ruining your podcast. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do a search? Okay, wait. Then he has a really oh, yeah. good idea. Okay, yeah, wait, yeah, wait like for this. it. Wait for it. It's such a good idea. Yeah. Oh my God, Thomas. OM Jez. Uh huh. Why don't you do a search as part of your show for a guest host? There are a million gay guys who would die to sit with you. I would laugh, love, and support you in a professional manner. Unfortunately, I live in Sun City, Arizona with my ailing 88-year-old father. Ay ay ay. If I w- if I wasn't, I would annoy you into an audition. OMG, you are a hilarious superstar. I love you, Judy. XOXO, Thomas. Thomas hates you. Yeah, Thomas hates me because I make him feel like less of a man. Oh god, why are you so annoying? <laughs> Why are you annoying? Seriously. It is true, though. No, seriously, let's talk about this. Why else would he hate me? Other than a lot well, of men. Look, I get this from gay men a lot, and I want to talk about it for a second. This okay. is my kill me now moment. All right, go. I get this from gay men a lot, this type of response, and not just from this podcast, in life in general. It's like gay men hate me because I claim right because I, quote, think I'm a dude. And for some reason, it, it like... It makes their penis shrink so much. Well, I get it because I, I look like a chick and I'm a dude, and so you're not attracted to that, maybe. But there's but plenty of gay men who are very feminine. There are, but right? um, they don't have a problem with them. Uh, they are, they are, you know, born 
with a right. biology of a male or whatever right, it right, is. Right. And so th- it doesn't uh, offend them or affect them. But it's it's for some reason, I mean, men in general, but gay men have a certain like rear to me that's like, let's oh, do that one to more time. Tra- uh, to, tran- to trans men in general, it's like, oh, you think you're a man, whatever. And maybe it is because you're effeminate, Thomas. And um, and I All look right, like a girl. So Thomas I'm, is living with his ailing father. Mother. 88 years old. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, I thought it was his father. It's Whatever. the father. Read it. Patrick, what do you think of trans men? What do I think of that? Yeah, like, do because you feel less of a man? No, I don't at all. But men think See, that... See, Patrick's good, and he's so straight. You are, like, the straightest person. Do you have any gay friends? Well, he's secure in his masculinity. Yeah. Gay you men... do? I have a gay friend, yeah. Who? He moved to uh, Brian. Brian? He moved to the West Coast. How was he... How? How? When did you find out he was gay? couple years well a lot of people knew right but we found out he told us a couple years ago did you grow up with him no i met him in college oh and you didn't give a shit right where'd you go to college seton hall Hall in new jersey yeah oh here's henry let's end it with a message hi han you're on uh, my podcast what's going on i'm on your podcast yeah oh um do you have quick pay (laughs) why uh because i don't have quick pay and this kid the same for summer in bloomington is graduating and he wants to sell his smart tv which is the one we have in uh and uh in like the video game room at mama's Mm -hmm. and uh it's and he's selling it for a hundred dollars it's like a thousand dollar tv oh can we put it in ben's room and your room yeah he just said he well yeah what do you mean I'm not paying for it it needs to go in my house I want to use it for next year at school but then like if I'm going to sell it for more than 100 obviously are you going to bring it back here first or no yeah no I'm not going to bring it back here I'm just going to leave it leave it in Bloomington when I'm not there (sighs) what do you guys think it's a hundred dollar I'll pay you the hundred dollars like I have a hundred dollars in my bank account I just don't have quick pay is he on chase yeah, he has Chase. All right. Tell he doesn't have Venmo or else I just send it. All right, tell him to uh, send me a thing. I'll give you my email. Uh, at my email. Uh, he sent me his email, so I'll just send it to you. Uh, thank you. Well, no. Send him my email and he can request it. All right, sounds good. Is it at gmail.com, that, that one? Not that well? Yeah. Oh, uh, man, that's good. Going? All right. I love you. How's the podcast? I said. Oh, it's good. Oh, yeah, it's good. We just finished. Bruce Valanche was on. It's our hundredth episode. What's up, Ben? <sighs> That's awesome. Hen- Hennessy says hi. Tell, her, tell him I said hi. Yeah, hi. So, <laughs> and Patrick um, says hi. Uh. Okay. Great. Okay. What else? I gotta go coach. Oh right. When are you done? Are you coming over <laughs> after? I don't know. It's a, I'm gonna look at the Postmates hotspots. It's really hot that I'm like. I thought Taylor bit. was coming. What? I thought Taylor yeah, was coming. Yeah, she's having dinner with her family first. Oh, all right. All right, um, I got chicken milanese. <laughs> I think she's. Uh, the, 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 their favorite restaurant is Carmine's, so I think that's where they're going. That's where she's coming from. They're going to Carmine's on 91st Street? Yeah, it's like their favorite restaurant. Oh, my God. Should we go? What? Should we crash it? No. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right, I don't want to meet. I don't want to meet your family. She's a twin brother. That's weird. What are you talking about? <laughs> what if he's attracted well, I, to like, him? I, I don't want to like. I don't want to like meet him, and that's like, I don't know. That's weird. 
That's so funny. All right. Yeah, he's friends with a lot of kids in Sammy, but he goes to Arizona. Oh, all right. Yeah, he didn't get into Indiana. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, but I what do you what? Patrick's like, I okay, did. all right, get but off. I did. I did with the C plus average. Right. All right. We don't need to tell everyone that you got an A plus average, Henry. Okay, no, and you got a, a perfect, 4. and you got a perfect score on your SATs. All right. I did really well on my SATs. Right. All right then. I love you. Right. Am I gonna see you later? Yeah, I'll come over. Yeah. All right, do you, bye. Do you want me to put that stupid beer in the? Oh, I know. <laughs> He left fucking Bud Light beer in his room. It's so disgusting. I'm like, Henry, can't... Oh, God. All right. And then we're hanging up. Hello? 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 Okay, he fucking hangs up on me. All right, listen. This was fun. Yeah, I thought so. When I do... How old am I going to be when it's 200 shows? Mm, 56. Four? I'm 54 now. 55. No. How oh, many maybe. weeks are there in a year? 52, you asshole. Oh. Yeah, I'll probably be 50. 55. Oh, don't give me the fucking wrap it up. You said we had till five. It's 4.57 and 43 seconds. <laughs> my boy, Patrick. Do you want me to read you my response to this guy? All right. Here's the response and then we're leaving. Oh, right. Go. Okay. So I said to Thomas. Thomas, who hates you? Who hates me? Unfortunately... I also got this email, and good job for hurting my feelings. It always surprises me how a queer people can be so marginalizing and hateful. If you ever have any questions or actually want to be a productive member of your community, I still have love for you, which I do even though I'm mad, and would be more than happy to answer any questions or arguments you may have regarding my gender or my place on the show that Judy has made the decision, not me, to have me part of. You've managed to disrespect us both equally. I hope you can see how and think before you write selfish, shitty things. You should know better as a gay man, but you don't. Sad. <laughs> sad like like Trump sad? Like no, when he does like sad. it's sad. No, like it's sad. All right, it's a little angry. He's it's, it's entitled to community. his opinion. Of course he is, but I'm entitled to respond. All right, well, don't put me in it. Because <laughs> I think he's right. All right, listen. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I think you should get the fuck over here and just call us. Yeah, go already. fuck yourself. All right, listen. Thank you all for listening. Um, thank here's you to all. another hundred. Listen, um, it is our hundredth episode, and we have the most amazing guest, and he's about to walk in here. I'm super excited. So stay like, tuned, people, because we'll be right back. <laughs> Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, are we rolling? I, I, I'm not even going to give an intro because it's our 100th show. How about? And, um... There, me being incoherent, that's 100. And, uh, legend... I don't know even know what to say. I I, I love that I love him on many levels. <laughs> I loved on, his mother. We're on forty four right yeah, now. Yeah, we're so. on forty four. Oh, good night. He is. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> if when you talk about showbiz, I mean literally, the it should just have your picture there. I mean, you. <laughs> it would scare have, the horses. 
performed, written music, written comedy, written so much stuff for so many people and performed and written for newspapers and yeah. uh, and, and books yeah. and movies and uh, I just... My God, and I've signed checks to suspicious people. Yeah, and here he is. And I, here I am. From New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even... I'm for clamped, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Philanthropy, <laughs> our hundredth show. Oh my God! Thank Yay, you. Yay, Bruce! Yay, we're a hundred. Bruce, I was late because I have to deal with my fucking kids that I, I didn't. I know it's hard when you deal with your fucking loved ones. <sighs> I miss they, your mother. Me too. I, I do, loved I your mother. She was fabulous. She uh, left at ninety-five a couple of years ago, yeah. and and her joke was the first ninety years are easy. <laughs> it's the second so, ninety are a bitch. Don't you think and, it's it's. It's on, like I have one adopted son and one yeah. bio son. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it, but you are. I mean, you're adopted, but mm-hmm. you're you're your mother. I mean, you're I know. so it, well, you know, nature nurture nurture. We were, we were uh, very close, and I had her for a right. long time. I you know, know you're I, lucky. I had her for sixty seven years, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that's a lot. Most people, you know, I have my dad for thirty years. Right. So um, it's that's it's a heavy influence. It's yeah. just something you just can't sort of shrug off unless. There was, unless you have a terrible break when right. you're younger and you, you know, th- there's no remorse. And it's interesting because you wanted to find your bio par- parents when you were I, 13. At one point, when I was about 13, yeah. And I, then you I, just I, said, fuck it. I said, that's it. You know, if they, they're interested, they'll find me. Right. And uh, and they kept saying, well, you know, we, we put out the word we wanted a male Jewish baby. And uh, we and it was kind of under the table. Right. Because my Aunt Rose was a macher at the hospital. Oh, uh, really? Rose, she was a big deal, yeah. Yeah. And so she put the word out among at OBGYN. Oh, right. That the next one that came in. And, and I guess I came in. And it was uh, They were like backseat boogie teenagers. Right. And they were not going to keep the kid. Right. And so uh, that was how uh, it happened so fast. But they kept saying, well, you know, we were looking for this. And, and this you were exactly what we wanted and right. all that and I kept as life went on I would fantasize so finally when the technology came along you could spit in a cup and right. find out you know you, right. you really were Imelda Marcos's third cousin right uh, I did that and it came back 99% East European Jew ah! I was exactly what they ordered. I, that's so funny. I, was, I did it too. Everything they had told me was true. Wait, do you? Do you <laughs> have? Stunned. Do you have any Neanderthal like I do? No, I do I have four, Neanderthal? I have my. I had point oh four percent Neanderthal. No, I. Oh no, but you know, I have to have it. Some. I don't know. I can't imagine. I don't look at me. Uh, I mean, it's that's like so amazing. I look like a poster child. For, do you think you know, they have any idea? The Neanderthal Club. Uh, the people? Yeah. You know, I thought, when I was on Hollywood Square, right. I thought to myself, if I had had a baby, right. uh, you know, in 1947, right. and I, I kind of looked like me, right. and I'm looking at TV, and I'm going, that, that guy kind of right. looks like me. How old is he? When was right. he born? Gee, that's when we had that baby. That right. we I would have shown up, but they never did. So right. I figure that uh, either they were gone uh, right. you know, way back, or uh, they just weren't interested, or right. you know, they Fuck really really you had such tide. good parents though. I think you know I'm of I'm of a generation that a lot of people didn't want to admit that they had given babies up for mm-hmm. adoption and a lot of people didn't want to admit that they were adopted right. the generation that followed mine is very eager to find all the right. and the people who had babies who gave them up who were 20 years younger than I am are interested in in after a certain point finding out what happened to right. them right that's amazing because 
All right, so my two kids, yeah. Henry and Ben, so they're anonymous sperm donor babies. So right. we know the mothers, uh-huh. the ones my ex and one's mm-hmm. me. And they've been contacted, and they can find out. And they actually have been contacted mm-hmm. by some of the other sperm donor babies, and right. they have no interest in having really a relationship with them. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, they might later. I mean, right. it's, it's, it really all depends on... Like, did your mother uh, uh, care? If you, I think she did, and right. that probably motivated me for a long time Not into doing do nothing. It. Yeah, because I didn't want to hurt her. I, right. I mean, you know, I had the, the the requisite anger that we all have at our parents. Right. But I didn't. I, I knew there was no way I could do this without her feeling it would be some right. kind of of a, a, a rejection. Right. And so I deliberately didn't do it. My father, who was a doctor and very methodical and all that, and he, at one point he encouraged me to do it because right. he thought it would be- Because he's a scientist. Exactly right. And uh, I, I think she was the, you know, she didn't say anything, but I could just tell, you know, you know. The, the, the body language. No, it's the body my language. Bruce. It's my Bruce. <laughs> the body I'm not language. sharing. You know, the bathroom. Yeah, the yeah. bathroom closes Wait, tight. <laughs> do you remember, did your mother wear a house coat? My mother oh, yes. wore a house coat. All the time. Yeah. All the time. House coat and slippers. When did they fucking go out, the house coat? Uh, like I, I just remembered that recently. Oh, my mother wore a house coat. I, I guess when uh, I don't know, maybe when when being a housewife went uh, out. Yeah, hello. <laughs> um, and Bruce, people didn't have time to make costume changes just to come home and make a tuna salad. Can you fucking believe this shit? When I look, when I look back yeah. at the way women were treated. You know, just yeah. as, you know, flight attendants, well, stewardesses, and they stewardesses. couldn't be pregnant, and they had to be the same. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable. How about girdles? I about remember girdles? my grandmother putting on a girdle, and then yeah. it had those things at the yeah. end where you stuck your stuck stockings it, on. And it was, it was, you couldn't read. I was watching a Barbara Stanwyck picture the other night. From oh, the, that's from shocking. The 1940s. Yeah, really, right. because I'm a homosexual. Oh, right. And uh, and so probably was she, although yeah. nobody's ever gotten to the bottom of that. You should pardon the expression. Right. But <laughs> she was. Uh, she turned away from the camera and walked towards the door, and it was, of course, deliberately shot that way, so right. she, she could watch her ass as she walked. And she was in one of those pencil skirts and like you know a waist a two inch waist and I thought to myself God how did she keep that figure and of course as I was thinking it I suddenly remembered girdles girdles Girdles. That's how she had that's the figure. That's what spanks nobody, are. Nobody really had that right. figure. Yeah, and spanks are the return right. of the binders. girdles. The return what? Of- binders are the trans uh, girdle. That's great. We're done with the trans shit. No, okay? I was, I, uh, it's just my experience. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was talking. I uh, telling a small tale out of school. I was talking to, to Bette Midler. And uh, who's doing Hello, Dolly, uh, as we speak? Want me to speak? pick that up for yeah, you? Excuse me. I know. Now, Bette Midler. We, this is the Jew Bell. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. she's okay. also Hawaiian. She is Hawaiian. Shout out. Did you she's see Hello, Dolly? Kama Aina Wahini. Yes. Hi, my I haven't Maku. seen it. I haven't seen uh, it. I saw the final dress rehearsal, and I'm going to go see it tomorrow, actually, again, now, to see the embroidery. But the, the point, the reason yes. I brought this up is, not, is that uh, she's in Hello, Dolly, yes. and Hello, Dolly is the turn of the century, right. and everything is corsets. Right. All the women in the show have to wear corsets. And of course, unless they have acted in something else. Right. Who has an experience of wearing a corset right. except uh, maybe a drag queen? Right. And, and oddly enough, Bette, in her early career, yeah. used to wear 
corsets as uh, uh, outerwear. Right. She'd wear a corset and she'd have like flowers stuck in the cleavage and right. then court toreador pants. But she hasn't worn them in a long time. And so now it's like the battle of the corset. Right. And every night is like a new chapter in the battle of the corset. Right. Think, we may have to do a book, The Battle of the, of the I, Corset. I love her. I mean, uh, you've... There was a movie worked, called Stop yeah. My Girdle is Killing Me, yeah. which uh, it's a great script that she was going to make in the 70s that never got made. And now, every time we talk about it, we say... The title won't mean anything anymore. Right. I mean, if you say to millennials, "What's a girdle?" Right. You know, they'll they'll they don't know anything. They'll think it's a just you know, theater students. They'll think it's a device they haven't theater loaded down. Theater students know yet. what it is. Yeah, they have theater to wear it every day to class. I did. Um, so, okay, so let's yeah. go back. Uh, you were born in New York, but you grew up in New Jersey, as did I. You're in Patterson. I grew up in uh, right. Clark. Clark, New Jersey. Oh, Clark. Well, Clark was very nice. Oh, Clark. Clark. I hated it. Clark was much uh, more suburban. Patterson was an old, decaying city. Right. But, you know, a lot of Jews. <laughs> yeah, they and were. And you were, we were very popular in high school. Uh, I was because I was in all the shows. Right. And I wrote for the school paper. Right. And that was how I compensated for the fact that I was not athletic at all. Right. Because that was the other way to be popular. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was... But it's uh, you're lucky because... Oh, Usually, I, was. I mean, I was so unpopular. I was, and I was and funny, it, and as Whoopi says, yeah. it gives you a head start. Yeah. Which, you know, they, they can't hit you because you've made right. them laugh, and right. then you get out of there. You disarm them, yeah. <laughs> you disarm them, exactly. Or you hit yourself first. Did you go to <laughs> high school? Is your, there is that. <laughs> any other famous people come out of your high school? Uh, not while I was there, but... Um, uh, uh, Hurricane Carter. <laughs> I mean, oh, Patterson's nice. famous for criminals. Right. Uh, my high school principal was Jolton Joe Clark with the baseball bat. Morgan no Freeman played him in Lean on Me. No. Oh, yeah. And, yeah as yeah, I yeah. was leaving, he came in. And uh, and who was uh, uh, Allen Ginsberg? Right. Uh, his father taught math at the other high school. No and way. So he would come and visit, and, and you know he was our like. For all the hipster kids, because you know, it was that. Well, period. I, I, he I was know our that God. One of my mother's really good friends' daughters. Who was a couple years older than me? Followed him around. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, like was... that was you know that was her mm -hmm. life for like, wow. and they you know yeah. Jews and they were right. like, I, we don't know where Beth is. Right. Uh, she's somewhere. She's... I don't know where Beth is. <laughs> uh, she's a wreck. I'm a wreck. Where's Beth? <laughs> so uh, then you went to Ohio I State. I did. Like, like, where? To... How'd you pick Ohio State? Well, it, it was as far as the leash would extend. Right. I was allowed a one-hour flight from uh, oh. from, from Newark. And uh, I, I had fabulous SAT scores in English and lousy in math. Right. I was like 310 in math right, right. and 800 in English. Yeah. And so I could never get into the places that I really right. wanted to go because they wanted you to have like exceptional both, scores yeah. in both. So uh, Ohio State had a great uh, journalism school and had a great theater department, and it was an hour away by plane. Right. So it was, and a whole bunch of Jews were going. Right. Uh, uh, Richard Lewis, the comic, uh, from, yes, who was from Teaneck, whose father yes. catered my bar mitzvah. No way. Yes. Ambassador caterers, Cedar yes. Lane Teaneck. Oh, I didn't know that. That was me. That was us. Uh, he went, and uh, um, no, Leslie Gore didn't go. She was going to go. We were in we were in a school together, but right. she, but uh, she didn't go. Um, but it was Richard Lewis and I uh, went. Eh, more dropping, and the Queen of Jordan. But we can't. You know, oh no, that's not that's worth mentioning. Semitic, but not. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. Noor, but she was yeah. not Noor then. Then she was Lisa. <laughs> she was Lisa. She was Lisa Hallaby. Her <laughs> father. Her father was president of Pan Am. And wow. they were they were widely considered to be the richest Arabs in uh, mm. the U.S. Right. And when the Queen of Jordan uh, was killed in a helicopter crash, yeah. they were looking for an American uh, girl.
girl to become the next queen. And, and that's how, was, do you she think became, she was in love with him? I think so, yes. I think she really was. She was pretty. She was very pretty, yeah. yeah. I mean, she was, and she and did a lot. She was like, you know, the Grace Kelly for right. uh, the latter day. Exactly. Exactly. And then what she did was the, uh, the son, who's now the king, is the right. son of the first wife. Oh, okay. And, so he's all But Mary. he is married to a woman who is the queen of Jordan, her right. name Raina. And so uh, Lisa... Raina is such a Jewish name. I know, isn't Good, it? Yeah. And yet, it's Jordania. Yeah. <laughs> and so Jordana is such yeah, a Jewish right. name. Mm. Yeah. So um, uh, she, she stepped back to let, right. this, let the daughter-in-law become the, the queen. And now she's, uh, you know, she reigns over an apartment in Paris or something like that. Wow. But um, this was the... And, and um, uh, Judy... Uh, Judith Miller of the New York Times. Oh, yes! Judith Miller, whose father was Bill Miller, who ran a nightclub called Bill Miller's Riviera, which was on the Palisades on 9W. Really? Yeah. And, he, and you, didn't your mother work there? She was a dancer right. in, in charity shows. She like would, what? Like oh, the daughters of Miriam, home for the aged. That was yeah. yes, please, many, many, <laughs> many of those. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we were very involved in that, and you know, Hadassah. I mean, they all had big. They have a big gala every year, and right. she'd, wind up, she'd wind up dancing. In so it. she was. Why do you think she never pursued performing? Well, she because she got married. She was right. she was nineteen or twenty when she got married, and uh, that was what they did. I mean, right. she. The that's what they did. Then. That's what they did. That's As one what they're does. doing. Come ilfo. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, um, it wasn't really a career that she was looking for. I mean, she she got a kick out of doing it. I don't right. think she ever seriously pursued it as a career because uh, she was, you know, like a Jewish deb and her, her right. father was in the tobacco business. And, uh-huh. and uh, did they, she smoke? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, everybody smoked. Right. I mean, everybody smoked. Not just because that was the family business, but everybody smoked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I you know, I smoked. I don't know if you smoked. I did. I smoked, I smoked. Until, until the 70s when I. Yeah, I quit. I, um, I met. I smoked in high school, fifteen, and then I met Sharon, my ex's um, mm. parents, who smoked three packs a day. Wow! And literally, we walked in the house, and they were like, <laughs> and yeah. I fucking, I was like, no, and like the walls were tinted, you know, like yeah. gross right, tobacco. Right, right. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I stopped. I didn't really smoke. Smoke. I was not like a smoker. Uh, there was I a loved point it. where I w- where I was, but um, it was because I didn't want to eat. Right. And so I would smoke, but I smoked. Uh, the uh, chilliest menthol cigarette you could find. Ew. It was called Iceberg 10. Ew! It was like a Virginia Slim, and it yeah. was literally, you, you could put your face in front of the air conditioning unit and inhale. It was the same effect. <laughs> nice! I did Virginia Slim Light 100s. Uh-huh. But you know right. what? I had a dream the other night that I was smoking Marlboro Light 100s. Yeah. Ooh. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Was it to any particular uh, effect? Well, Marlboro Lights were my go-to if they didn't have Virginia Slim ah. Light 100s. Oh. Gross. So that I know. Marlboro Shut Lights up. are the grossest tasting cigarette. It tastes like pepper. Mm-hmm. It tastes Shut like the fuck pepper. up. No one yeah. smokes anymore. I love okay. You. Um, wait. And then uh, wait, there was another Oh, my mother, <laughs> I remember uh, when she was going through menopause. Uh, she, no, no one's. My father did smoke. He was in the army yeah. and everything. He was born oh, in yeah. 1916. Chesterfield, my father. I don't even know what he smoked. And then he had a massive heart attack when I was four, and then he stopped. That's when he, my my father had a heart yeah. attack, and he stopped. And also. then he yeah. lived another 23 years. But <laughs> he was my father was you know one of those guys. But he, then he was so healthy. My after oh the heart, yeah, after yeah. that he uh, yeah he really and he was an optometrist, but he he. Uh, 
Yeah, they all smile. I mean, they're all those, you know, if you look at the old movies, they're oh, all the jokes everyone. about the doctor. There's always a scene in the doctor's office where the doctor's Doctor puffing smoking, on the cigarette yeah. and saying, you know, you really got to cut down yeah. on this alcohol consumption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, as, and through the smoke haze, he's talking to the guy. Um, cigarettes Ma, were remember- good for you. What? They, yeah. they used to have cigarettes were good for you. Oh, well, yeah. Those ads all the time. They, yeah. were, they promoted digestion. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's uh, nice yeah, after it's a lucky, meal. Uh, LSMFT, Lucky yeah. Strike Means Fine Tobacco. That was part of their pitch was they, they're uh, they're good after a meal mm. because they promote digestion. They're good after. All right. Anyway, <laughs> but my, I remember my mother. Can I finish my fucking mother going through menopause story? You Please. must. So Otherwise, I, she'll do it again. <laughs> I remember um, she had these Eve cigarettes. Remember that? Yes. They were like... They had a design of right, flowers right, right. all over. And it, they were just single cigarettes. And I remember seeing them uh-huh. on the bookshelf. And I was like, wait, my mother's smoking Eve's. And then, Eve's. yeah. And Not then, to be confused with Summer's Eve. No. no. And then my sister, I said to my sister, my sister's like, Steve, steal a cigarette. This is totally my family. Steal a cigarette from mommy and meet me in the bathroom. And we'll try it. So we go upstairs. Of course, I have to fucking steal the cigarette. Right, the yeah. Youngest. I go upstairs and we, you know, we light it and we take a puff and I'm and I fucking love it, you know, because yeah. oh, I'm wow. like the arty kid, you know, yeah, right, right. and I'm like, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> she's like, put it out, put it out, you know, because she's the older sister and has to right. ruin everything. And then I don't know, a couple of days later, I'm like, Jane, I got another cigarette, and she's like, Mommy, <laughs> Judith no. is still, I know. <laughs> No. Judith is stealing your cigarettes. Uh Yeah. And then I just used to sneak up in there. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So you go to Ohio State. Yeah. And then you end up in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, and you work for the Tribune. I did, yeah, yeah. I did. I was always, uh, I was a child actor, and then I was. Yeah. Oh, I, that's right! I forgot to talk about that. I was never a child star. Otherwise, we'd be but having you this did, in rehab. This you time. did, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you but might your not mother be was your mother like, sing out, Louise? Or uh, no, no. <laughs> they, they actually, they, they weren't pushy. They saw that I was happy when I was doing that so right. they encouraged it and they, they should have had more ca- well they, no well they too. didn't they, they talked about it but they, they, they my father said well we hit the jackpot the first you, time they really did and, and when he said that to me I thought well that's one of the things I remember him saying to me yeah you know was well, we hit the jackpot with you why would we want another Aww. and whenever I feel like you know I'm mad about anything and you feel remember shitty, that I remember that moment that's and nice. thinking he didn't have to say that right you know of all the things what to a say. loving dad he was also a I mean, that was part of his vernacular because right. he was a high roller. He liked to gamble. He was one of those guys who went to uh, Europe in World War II and shot crap on the ship all the way over. Right. And, while, and all the way back. These are the guys who uh, created Vegas. And right. Guys and Dolls. Yeah, and Guys and Dolls. Well, yeah. there was, yeah. And those guys went out west and they created Vegas. Right. And so he was always going, they were always flying him in. Oh, my God. Was, my yeah. father was the So I, of course, was that. seeing every show in Vegas. That's so great. <laughs> He'd park me in, in you know, this at the table. He'd go, so much you'd sense. go to these Vegas shows and he would be gambling. He would be gambling. How old he, were you? Unless it was, oh, I was nine or ten when we started. And where was Henny? Uh, she would come occasionally. She was not crazy about Vegas because right. she didn't like any place where you could sit in the in a t shirt in the best seat in the house. She was very classy. Yeah, she was very extremely always classy. looked she, dressed to the yeah. nines. Just she was always, hair done, beautiful. Just so she was always pulled and she together. She just fucking loved you. All right, yeah. so you go to the Tribune. <laughs> so I go to the Trib, and uh, because I uh, knew I was, if I came to New York, 
to um, uh, act, I would wind up uh, auditioning uh, against people who were older than I was uh, because I was heavy and I had a deep voice and I looked older and I thought I'd never get work. So uh, I took a, a, the journalism degree and I was writing about show business, which I knew a lot about. But wait, can we go back to the Miami Herald? Yeah, well, that was the first one. The Miami that, Herald was that, the, you, had, you had an internship. I had an internship at the Miami and Herald. And a body floats by. That's true, yes. In the, the first Biscayne day. Bay. Uh-huh. A body. I was looking out my window, just as I well, waiting for an assignment, and I'm looking down there, and there's a body, just Yo. quietly rippling along. <laughs> what the shit? Right. It's, it's You're supposed to be here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I, yeah. I went running, screaming into the city. There's a body floating outside. And, and then you got the you and they got said, the okay, story. Okay, right about it. This is apparently it was not the first body that had floated by. Wait, the do you building. do you remember who it was? It was a minor. Uh, this was before like um, the Marielle and, and before Miami was really Cuban. This was right. like '68, and it was a, a, a low level kind of, of mobster guy. Um, wow. Yeah, it was. I can't remember his name. It was. Uh, it was an Italian. Was that name your with first dead body that you old. saw? No, I had seen. <laughs> I had seen a one. I had All seen right. a couple in various situations. Right, but, right. Um, uh, this was. I mean, it was the first bloated right. and shark nibbled dead body. And, and of course, you know, fish, fishermen were gathering around it, and they, you know, if they could drag it in, they would. They were wondering if there was a bounty yeah. or any kind of reward right. or anything like that. And so the, then, the, the the police boats came and and scripted. But I got to go down there and do. And the you want a Pulitzer Prize for the? Uh, well, the funny part was I had been. Uh, uh, hired to do things like the Jackie Gleason interview, right? You know, and so here I was with the coroner, yeah, <laughs> <you know>? uh, <laughs> medical examiner's <laughs> office. You know, That's it was hilarious. like that. It was like a scene from CSI Miami, except the lighting was not like a disco, yeah. <laughs> and nobody was glamorous, and nobody was wearing you know uh, Dolce and Gabbana smocks. Oh, I shame. love it. I know it was well. It was it was pretty pretty ratty, and but they were still explaining. Well, you see, the femur. This here was. This is probably a barracuda. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Took this. That's hilarious. So as a comic, do you think in that moment, how is this funny? Oh, and sure. start writing, yeah? That's yeah, hilarious. I mean, if I, when I, if I Oops, were to sorry. do a routine about it, it would sound something like this. I mean, I've never done one, but uh, uh, it's, a, it's a thought. Thank you for putting this in my head now. Oh, God, I'd do not give him I'd fucking positive that, reinforcement. I'd forgotten that this had happened. Yeah, don't because, do that. Yeah. No, because right. Miami, Miami is such an exotic place. I mean, it was, it was sleepily exotic then and glamorous, and now it's like, you know, Oh, Bling-filled and nutsy. And so, all right. So you're at Chicago Tribune. Um, yeah. And you're writing, and you're writing about show business. I'm writing finally. about show business, and I meet Bette Midler. Right. So you go to this club. She bombs. <laughs> she didn't bomb. Oh, it says I read that oh, she the, didn't do well, but you loved her so much. I, you wrote. Well, that's actually true. You know, I mean, they didn't know what to make of her. Right. Um, but once the word got out, people started coming to see her. It, right. She was opening for Jackie Vernon. Oh my God! Jackie Vernon was a deadpan comic mm -hmm. who had he he looked kind of like George Went. That was the you know the basic yes. look uh, from Cheers, and it was things like uh, <laughs> uh, um, when I was a kid I was unwanted. Now I am wanted in thirteen states, <laughs> and the audience would laugh. And he would never change expression. Right, right, he was, right. He was, a dead he was Stephen Wright. He w actually, yeah, except that they they there wasn't observations like that. It right. was just sort of things like I was so uh, unloved I was run over by the welcome wagon. Those kinds right, of jokes. right, right, and. Um, uh, and the audience kind of looked like him too. It looked kind of like a bus driver's convention. 
And and she and went on before ben him. Came on, she opened for him, and uh, oh, she came no. out. Yeah. What, what did she do? Well, she was wearing um, <laughs> uh, a blouse that was unbuttoned and uh, cummerbund and and toreador pants and springerators and a lot of red hair with a, right. a gardenia or an orchid in it. How old is she? Uh, twenty four. Right. Like that. Okay. And um, uh, and no bra. And this is like 1970. No bra, which uh, she used to. I, I, she said it was was a feminist uh, statement. Agreed. And I said, in your case, it's a terrorist act. <laughs> <laughs> and she came out, and her opening number was Shaboom. Huh. Yeah, Shaboom, oh, yeah. Shaboom. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 yeah, And she would shake the tits as she was singing Shaboom. And of course, this audience kind of went. Like what the Goodbye. forks were yeah, dropping, take care. people choking on salad. <laughs> when, what is what is this apparition? And then she proceeded to do this show, and it was so unusual. I mean, it was she went from ballads from the '30s, and then she would do Andrew's Sisters, and then she would do rock and roll, and right. then she would take uh, a rock and roll song like "Do You Want to Dance" and slow it down yeah. so it was a really romantic ballad. And every choice was so intelligent and unusual. <laughs> And uh, a couple of Laura Nero songs. Oh, I love you know, Laura that, Nero. That everybody tried to cover, but you know you can't sing like Laura Nero. Right. So, but she found a way. Right. To do, I mean, it was just the most exceptional forty-five minutes. And uh, and when she got done, I said, "Well, I'm, I have to." I mean, they they kind of like you know because they'd never <laughs> they never didn't appreciate before. it. They right. loved. You know, she got two guys up on stage, and and they became her backup singers called Betty and the uh, Bang Bang. Uh, right. And they sang "Why Do Fools Fall in Love?" Right. And you know they got to do "Ooh Ah." Ooh-wah, ooh-wah. And um, so they liked all that stuff. And they liked when she sang the gut-wrenching ballads because they were gut-wrenching. Uh, and then They loved so, her as much as they could. As much as they could. And then Jackie came on. But um, the uh, I said, I wrote about us, and uh, the thing appeared a day later. And she called me, and she liked it a lot. She said, you're a very funny writer. It's a great column. And I said, well, you're very funny. You did you meet her that night? I met her that night, yeah. I went up and, and did, interviewed did her that she night. Know, oh, so she knew you In were going to write shows, it. shows, yeah. And uh, she, I said, what you was should she talk like? more. Uh, she was, uh, well, she looked crazy. I mean, right. she had red hair that was all over the place. You would, you yeah. would relate. And, uh, uh, and, and, and tremendous energy and incredible body language. All of right. which she I still mean, she's has. so fucking talented. And, I mean, yeah. such an intelligence. Uh, right. I mean, such an intelligence. And also, I mean, she's a sponge. I mean, she absorbed yeah. from everybody who she worked with. And uh, she had... Uh, after that, when I started writing for her, I, I began meeting all the people around her, and she she was surrounded with people who were incredibly talented, who she had found. Barry Manilow right. was the piano player. Uh, the first backup singer was Melissa Manchester. Uh, we had oh my god, uh, I, I just wait. we had an, uh, an Sorry. Uh, we needed uh, a voice. Uh, to do some high harmony background, and that was Luther Vandross. Oh. Yes, I remember that. 400 yeah. pounds and was afraid to go on stage. Ooh, um, she had been in Fiddler on the Roof, and uh, the, uh, the wardrobe mistress on Fiddler on the Roof was Norma Kamali, and Norma Kamali designed outfits for her. That's unbelievable. Um, Michael Bennett was somebody she had run into, and he did the original choreography. Right. I mean, everybody, she kept running into these people who... Who were on the cusp. They were really. on the cusp, but they got her, and she got them, and what it really was was, of course, geniuses meeting each other and saying, 
I can learn from this person. So did you move east with her? No. I stayed in Chicago for five years, right. and I would go on the road with her. And eventually the Tribune said, uh, you work here. Uh, you can't really be on the road all the time. And you said, go fuck yourself. Well, what had happened was, among the things that occurred in the five years was, Bet's dresser, who was a, 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 a woman named Fayette Hauser, who was one of the... Drop one of the few. Uh, this is going to be a lot of bells. Okay. One of the f the only uh -huh. female coquettes, which in San Francisco was a huge deal. The coquettes right. were uh, a, a drag act, but they were a San Francisco um, performance art before there was such a thing. Right. They came to New York and they bombed, but they were huge in San Francisco. And the the drag queens there were like Led pristine condition and Goldie glitters, <laughs> uh, tomato to plenty. <laughs> And Fayette was one of the few actual real women in the thing. Fayette had, was Bette's dresser. Right. Because she was in New York to see if she liked New York. And so she signed on and she was Bette's dresser. And she was totally crazy and inspired and genius. And she had a brother, Tim Hauser, who had started a group called the Manhattan Transfer. Oh, I never heard of them. Right. And, well, because you're not a millennial. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, oh, yeah. So... Uh, we went to see them, and Bette immediately got her manager to sign them, and we put an act together, and uh, the manager brought Ahmed Erdogan. She got Ahmed Erdogan, who she was recording for at Atlantic, and he signed them in, to a record deal. Who's and, the manager? Aaron Russo. No, no Italian. It was, Sorry. No, Jewish. Oh, okay. Jewish. Uh, you know, Aaron, that, they're all Jewish. Uh, the, he yeah. was, he's like you know, heavy Sephardic, oh, Mediterranean. Oh, okay, got you, got you. And, um, and then... Uh, Fred Silverman, who was running CBS at the time, came and saw them and put them on TV as a host of a variety show. And it was a summer, sh a summer replacement show, replaced Cher. And, uh, and I went out in the summer of 75 to write the show. And with Fayette, she was one of the writers. And one of the other writers was Joel Silver, who then became a huge Hollywood yeah. producer. And uh, we did these four shows, which everybody loved. Nobody watched because we were opposite. Uh, we, uh, what the hell were we opposite? We were opposite 60? No, we were on after instead of 60 Minutes, something like oh, that. Oh, God. Nobody watched us. But, right. um, but it was, uh, the reviews were in sensational. What year was this? 75. And this was... So I, what do, do you feel like that was the heyday of the variety shows, or sort it was of the beginning the of the end, end? Yeah, because cable had come in, right? And, and I remember because yeah. variety shows were a huge, huge yeah. part of my. They were huge. Yeah. It was the end. Carol Burnett yeah, Carol. was on. Mac Davis was on. Yeah. The last one really was Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell right. sisters. Yes. There had been. A, there were a whole lot of uh, lousy ones that got. Uh, Sonny and Cher, Donny, well, Donny and Marie, which uh, you wrote which for. Which I wrote. Yeah, and Bra the Brady Bunch variety. Yes, I, I remember that. And. Uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn was right. on then, and uh, whatever. Do you think they'll ever come back? No, I think it's difficult because uh, the, the event idea of them, of, of having to sit down at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday and see what's going I on. I know. And, and also, I mean, American Idol is kind of that. It's, you know? Well, th that's what variety yeah. is now. It's, it's variety with competition. They've added right. the competition factor, and now there are a million of those shows. Right. So, uh, I miss I, it, a, though. A straight variety show would be like, well, there's, no, no, there's nothing at risk. Right. So um, it, it would be hard. It just would be hard. People have tried, but it would be really hard to do it. And also there's a, a standards thing where and SNL can do so much. Right. Mm -hmm. Even now, they, what they've quietly started doing is live SNL at 830. Right. All across the country. Right. So um, uh, we watch it in L.A. at 8.30 on Saturday nights, which is a whole different set of standards for what you can say and do right. than what do you can do at 11.30. No. 
They don't, they no, they don't. I, yeah. don't, I don't think they've, they've encountered what a bleep th- at all. Um, Which means the standards have changed because they've ha- they have to keep up with HBO and right, of and, course, and Netflix and everything else. So the networks have quietly bent as far as they can, and they, you know, they have a deal with certain sponsors. They tell them, look, you may not want to buy time on this show right. because this and that is going to happen, mm. and uh, and so, but there there doesn't seem to be a shortage of sponsors who want to sponsor shows like that. What about? Do you um, have any feelings about the Smothers Brothers show? It was brilliant. It was a brilliant. Yeah. I mean, one season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. Was it only one. It was one season because wow. they got kicked off. Well, because off. it was yeah. I mean, yeah. the the world was so different when I mean, they were the three channels in the, right. those days. And it was uh, it was heavily political, and yeah, there's always been that that right wing thing of like, well, we don't want to mix uh, politics with entertainment, right? You know, that's a bad <laughs> idea, and uh, and you know, enough people were were trying to sell things. I mean, even I remember on the Barry Manilow special, uh, we had I forget who the guest was. I think it was I think it was Connie Stevens. And there was a guy on the set from Kraft Cheese, which had right. bought out the whole show. And he came on and he said that Connie Stevens had to uh, uh, zip up her cleavage. She couldn't show as much oh, cleavage. God. And Connie said, I want to kiss that man. No one's ever said that to me in my entire career. <laughs> I love that. So long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. Hello.